Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Fantastic Minute, the show where we talk about Wes Anderson's Fantastic Mr. Fox, uno minute at a time. That's Spanish for one minute at a time. We're in minute 52. My name is Condra Boudreau. And I'm Tyler Boudreau. Minute 52 begins with Ash saying, it's my fault, and it ends with Fox admitting defeat. A lot of uh, admissions of failure and. uh this minute this yeah. is a very emotional minute for our new year's day minute happy new year everyone yes happy new year's eve day it's new year's day when this comes out it's new year's eve when we're recording it happy Fun 2019 fact. hopefully you were safe in celebrating your new year what's your uh something from 2018 you enjoyed Condra? Um, your interview oh god <laughs> we have our cat in the studio with us today uh if you hear her purring She's very happy with us. Um, what did I do this year? I didn't, I don't know. Oh, I, I, I curated an exhibit this year. I curated my first mu- professional museum exhibit. That you um, did. And I was really proud of that. So that that's some, a highlight of this year. That's good. Uh, your, your top highlight of the year. Uh, my highlight of the year was when uh, Daniel O'Brien, former, <laughs> formerly of Crack.com, got a job writing for Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. That was my highlight of the year. <laughs> Okay, this minute's pretty emotional, so, you know, nice nice somber way to ring in the new year yeah, on so Fantastic start, Minute. It starts with Fox actually getting a little angry, because he, uh, he yells at Ash, like, where did you get this ch- nutmeg ginger apple snap, and why are you wearing that fake bandit hat? Which is, is it, a really funny line to me. Is it really a fake bandit hat, though? I mean, it's covering his face. It's, a, um, it's like a DIY bandit hat. Which, is there a problem with that? I feel like Fox is shaming Ash for wanting to be included still. It'd be funny if he was like, oh my god, I love this bandit hat you made. What'd you do? That'd be so nice! (laughs) Or if, like, Felicity was like, I don't know, I like it. Or, like, some sort of, like, comedic... Reaffirm... Like, reaffirmation. Reaffirm Ash. Yeah, validate your Fox children. That's been established. But, no, I think it, like... I think it'd be funny if they had a, uh, like, a back and forth where, like, actually, that's a really nice bandit hat. Like, some some irony there. Yeah. Um, And then... Mr. Fox realizes that Christofferson is properly gone, as yes. Ash admits that they were trying to steal back his tail. Yes. And he then, they both proceed to freak out even yeah. more. They run around the sewer and yell his name. And there's a really strong echo effect. It's, it's pretty nice. Yes. Hopefully we don't have a really strong echo effect in this podcast. So from that echo, we kind of zoom in on Mr. Fox's face and then kind of zoom out into Christofferson hanging upside down. Yeah, we see Christofferson being held by Mrs. Bean. Which, when you're looking at them all, so it's Boggus Buns Bean, Mrs. Bean, Petey, the fire chief, and then three other firefighters up in the background on the hill. Yeah. Um, And they're all standing shoulder to shoulder. That's it's not a Wes ha- Anderson shot. <laughs> it's like i'm not like it's kind of like wow no one would stand like that in real life but it's how they stand in wes anderson movies yep because bean has to turn so like bean is talking to his wife and he's like turned so awkwardly he's like i have to keep my shoulder for him, but my head is turned funny i'm like even when you turn to like talk to someone shoulder to shoulder you still have your like your shoulders turn a bit his shoulders yeah. do not turn <laughs> yeah uh, Chris Thompson looks really frightened. He's like shaking and his eyes are like he's, big and beady. I wonder if he's wet at all too. Like his fur seems a bit matted. I wonder yeah. if he's also a little wet. Yeah. 
and um, he, also his legs are weird because he doesn't ha- as we've been talking about like their legs look like human legs and not dog legs mm-hmm. he just looks so cold and i just want to comfort him he deserves more yeah and then bean is like wrap him in a newspaper and i'm like what would that he calls him a mutt and it's like hey don't insult christopherson's parents this isn't a do- can you call a fox a dog is mutt only refer to dogs I guess. I don't really know how mutts are determined. It's uh, kind of just a derogatory term that doesn't mean anything. I guess. It's just, it was a little, especially where uh, Christofferson's father is so sick. I feel bad. Oh, what if Christofferson got a pneumonia? That'd be bad. It'd be so sad. All right. And then we cut back to... Oh, wait. I have one more thing to say. Okay. Why is Bunce always eating? Um, he's, Literally, he's eating another donut in this scene. Uh, Bogus is also eating. He's holding a, a piece of turkey or whatever. Oh, he is? Yeah. Oh, okay. Why do they eat all the time? Because they're farmers. They're they're greedy. This is their avarice showing, Condra. Oh. Is that the right? Avarice means like greed, right? I have no idea right now, Tyler. <laughs> I'm so out of it right now. I'm not no a idea. thesaurus. I don't know right now. Oh, and back to uh, when Mr. Fox is yelling at uh, oh, Christopherson. The no, not Christopherson. He's yelling Ash. at Ash. He does the line, uh, where did you get that fake bandit hat? The uh, the lighting's really cool. The mise-en-scene, as it were. They're, uh, they're in the sewer, so there's like the shadow of like grates, but there are, there's also light falling on his face. It's a cool way to show that like this is a dark time for this character. Yeah. Shadow in film is often like very literal. That's, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, going back to that, too, just the angling of faces and, like, the way it's all laid out. Yeah, because we're also, like, looking up at Mr. Fox. Yeah, it's a pretty cool positioning of cameras. Like, the cinematography is on point, per the norm. (laughs) Um, So then... It's weird. How do they get all these foxes talking and stuff? I don't know. Tyler, I hate to break it to you, but this movie's animated. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah... it's animated like everyone seems so lively. That's that's what you mean by animated, right? No. They're oh. not real. They're not real? I mean, they're puppets. This isn't a documentary? No. It's not like Jurassic Park. Oh, okay. Or Galaxy Quest. Exactly. Okay. Cool. Um, Why do we do that bit? I mean, I feel like we were talking about them being a documentary. Like, these, we had a couple films being documentaries last night. When we were trying to reorganize our DVDs. We were like, let's put these in the documentary section. What what was a documentary? Someone joked Jurassic Park definitely, and I don't remember. Okay, Jurassic one. Park. Well, Jurassic Park's definitely a documentary. Yeah. That's why we don't have dinosaurs anymore. Exactly. Everything that came after Jurassic Park. Only the first Jurassic Park's a documentary. <laughs> all, the, all the sequels aren't their fan fictions. You know, sometimes fan fiction should stay on the internet. <laughs> so then we cut back to Mr. Fox... And the gang. And the gang in the sewer, kind of trying to figure things out after realizing Christofferson's gone. Yeah. And we have Beaver report on... Their status of being trapped in the sewer, sewer, i.e. we are trapped in the sewer because the only way out is a manhole cover that's being parked on by a station wagon. How does he know it's a station wagon? Is that like a generic term? No. Station wagons are very specific Cause, cars. Because um, a manhole cover implies that it doesn't have any holes in it either. Correct. So how does he know it's a station wagon? Yeah. 
unless he was like looking up and then he saw a station wagon like unless there was nothing on it he was like peeping out under the manhole cover and the last minute a station wagon like drove right over him and he was like ah and he had a duck that's a good theory because that's probably how they figured out which manhole cover they were under i don't know it's weird that that's the only way out how is that the only way out I mean, there are prob- I mean, those other pipes and stuff. We've definitely seen them. <laughs> yeah, Ash has literally gotten out. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Well, that's the other. Maybe thing. they He's- know that's the only way to like the outside world, and all the others are just like, well, they're gonna, they'll eventually maybe lead to somewhere else. But right now, I know there's a bunch more pipes. Yeah, and I think the other thing is that Beaver says we're permanently stuck down here, like. No, you can just wait for the station wagon to move. The thing with cars is that they move. Unless they know it's Bean that put it there. But why? In which case, they know they're never getting out. But that doesn't make sense. Tyler, this part of the plot makes very little sense. Why are these animals talking? Can you explain it? I I just can't buy into the movie. Real animals don't talk. It doesn't make sense. How do you know they don't talk? Because I don't hear them talking. That doesn't mean they don't talk, Tyler. It just means that you don't hear them. Yeah, but in this movie, the humans and animals can talk. Maybe things were different back in the mystery time that this takes place in. Okay, so so this takes in like takes place in like a parallel universe. I think so. So where where did the timeline split off? Was it uh, when they killed Hitler, and then this takes place in the Quentin Tarantino universe after Hitler died? No, no, not that one. Okay. What parallel universe does this movie take place in? Hmm. I'm really trying to think about this. Like, what what would have diverged? If the Confederates won the Civil War. No. Then also, over in England, this happened. No. I really like this idea. (laughs) Something totally unrelated happened. Like, oh no, like, the moon landing, like, like, Apollo 11, like, exploded. And then also in Britain, some critters had a thing. No. (laughs) I feel like it's something like... Elvis didn't go to war. Okay. And because Elvis didn't go to war, there was a cultural shift yep. that led to uh, less belief in like the goodness of humanity and people became more selfish and I don't know. I have no idea. I'm just trying to think of really random things too that would have caused the timeline to diverge. The Titanic didn't sink. Okay. The, the- Titanic didn't sink. And everyone's much more lavish. So people started, like, because the Titanic didn't sink, people were communicate like, there was more travel, there was more pollution, so that's why the animals are all messed up. And the rats can talk to the humans. Correct. That's why rat works for Mr. Bean, because rats are the closest thing to humans. Like Ratatouille. Exactly. Okay. So Ratatouille's also in this universe. Ratatouille also takes place in a universe where the Titanic didn't sink. <laughs> Amazing. I'm so glad we figured this out. Then... Beaver is abs or not Beaver. Uh, Badger is absolutely savage towards yeah. Mr. Fox. He says to Mr. Fox, "You still think we beat him?" It's like, just keep hitting this man while he's down. I'm here for it. <laughs> no, don't be mean to Mr. Fox. Mr. He's about he's about to undergo some emotional growth, Condra. Yes, but he hasn't yet, so I'm allowed to. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of emotional growth, uh, poor Agnes. Yeah. So in this scene, we do get. It seems like a weird, like, just it's just a random shot it's of like Agnes. Two seconds. There's no it's context or so anything. So short. 
you just kind of they just kind of turn the camera to her and she's like really low in the screen and there's just pipes and like sewer walls behind her and if you look real close you can see that she's kind of teary-eyed she's crying she's so nervous about christopherson yeah it's like or the whole situation in general i mean her parents also just died or one the parent that was looking after her because she's a secret child maybe we don't know I we don't know that Agnes even had parents. She might have been an orphan. Well, she just might be the additional trauma of this whole flooding thing is probably yes. bringing up past trauma for her. Yes, and she's just like really overwhelmed right now. Yeah, be respectful and of her trauma, Tyler. She's a fictional character, Kendra. <laughs> How do you know? This she's... is a parallel universe, Tyler. She's real somewhere. Um. Well, it, it would be nice if they like gave her like a line or like her own little scene instead of like just a shot of her for one and a half seconds. And then we cut back to Mr. Fox. I think though it breaks up. It like reminds the audience because yeah, Beaver and Badger are like making comments and stuff, but like there's also kids in there and like, it's just a reminder of like, there's a lot of people going through a lot of things right now. Or like if when Mr. Fox and Ash were like running through the room, like, where's Christopherson? She could have had a line there like, is Christopherson okay? And Ash could have like maybe like said like, no, I lost him or something like that. And it could have been like a moment for Agnes to like actually express that instead of just like a weird cutaway shot. But I will give Wes Anderson credit for like for including the shot at all because most filmmakers wouldn't include this shot. No, I mean, the secondary girlfriend character is one of the most poorly treated characters in most films. Like, Yeah. That being said, I still, like, as much as it would have been nice for her to have, like, a line or something, I think there's still, like, a lot of power in this short moment because, yeah. like, Agnes is... Agnes does a lot without saying anything. Yeah. Okay, so... Then we cut to the uh, emotional moment for Mr. Fox, which is him standing in this kind of waterfall area of the sewer. It's a parallel to the shiny cave they were in earlier. Yeah, definitely is. Like, emotionally, the cave with all, like, the... uh, Mica? Mica crystals before where Mr. Fox and Mrs. Fox had their confrontation. Mineral deposit. That's what it was called. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Fox kind of takes himself into this waterfall area to be alone. And we kind of see Felicity like approaching him, but not, no words have been exchanged. Well, do, no, what, what did get, she say? Uh, I don't think she says anything. I think it's all him. But M- Mr. Fox says like, yeah, Badger's right. Like these, these farmers aren't going to stop until I'm dead. Thinking about the mineral deposit scene, it's Felicity that leads him into the deposit and her back is turned and she then turns around kind of thing. And we have like a mirror of that in which Fox is turned around and Felicity is following in and like Fox will eventually turn well, around. Well, it's Fox. The, Fox is initiating this emotional moment, which he wasn't before. Yeah, it's just it's very like the mirroring of this is very obvious. Yeah, and I love the the effect of the waterfall. I'm sure we'll talk about it more, but like the claymation of like. I don't know how they do the waterfall in the background. It's really cool. I didn't look closely enough this time because I figured we're going to be in there for at least another minute. So I'll talk about it next time. Same with the music at the end of this minute. Yeah. But uh, it's kind of a transitional minute. It's one of the, one of those minutes where you get like three scenes. And it's a lot, but it's also not a Almost lot. Almost even four scenes in this. 
so it's just kind of moving us forward in the plot. And I feel like the next minute is going to be the big emotional one. So Another emotional minute? Basically what I'm saying is I'm sorry this episode is not good. <laughs> no, I mean, we've talked about other things. No, I think we actually... I, I think the stuff about Agnes is interesting. It's just like, what do you do with Agnes? Like, can she ever... How could they have done it differently, I guess? To make Agnes either more... Like, if this movie were to be made... One, not by Wes Anderson, because he's not great with female characters. And two, in 2018 or 2019. Yeah. Like, where there's a lot more of a conscious decision to give women more valuable voices in films, especially children's films, to give that strong, independent woman to I think you make Christopherson female. Yo, that would be great. I feel like that's the obvious answer. Um, but, obviously, you don't have, like, the romantic rivalry involved between Ash Christopherson. What if you did still? I mean, you could have that. I think it would just be interesting in, in the way that, like, Ash's jealousy isn't just, like, like oh, like, he's better than me and, like, he's more like my father than I am. Kind of this, like, patrilineal kind of way. But it's more like... But it would have the it would have the tinge of like oh like a girl's better than me, which can kind of be heavy handed, but and a little problematic sometimes. Yeah, because boys can be sensitive too. It's okay. But I think the way the Ash and Christopherson relationship plays out in this, it would be handled well. Oh uh, yeah, I just I would either I think I would like to see more of Agnes somehow, like for her to be more of a contributor, or if there were to be a sequel, like. The end shows Agnes as a part of their family in some way, shape, or form. Like, how does she incorporate? Fantastic Mr. Fox and the Great Glass Elevator. (laughs) Yes. I think that'd be the mashup. What happens in Charlie and the Great Glass Elevator? They get in an elevator. They go to space. Okay. It's the same elevator that we see in, like, both of the... So, in the first... So, in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the book... The elevator never makes an appearance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they just kind of take... So and the just kind of like, thrown in for the movies. Yeah, because it's a really cool idea. Yeah. Um, in the same way, like, in, like, the Alice in Wonderland movies... They just kind of the throw Tweedle- in the, stuff the, oh, from yeah, they, all of the Alice Oh, stories. yeah, yeah. Both stories are really, like, riddled throughout. Like, Tweedledee and Tweedledum aren't until this, uh, through the looking glass. But they're, like, major characters in every, very... And, like, almost every Alice in Wonderland film. Yeah. So it's just one of those. I think that it was a cool feature that they wanted to add in. Yeah, the Great Glass Elevator. It, Charlie's trying to figure out how to run the factory. They go to space. I don't... I mean, I read it so, so long ago. But what I'm saying is it would be funny if a, a rural doll sequel to another book was a sequel to, like, this. You know what would be hilarious? You know the revolting rhymes? The yeah. Those short stories, like all the spoof fairy tales? Okay. If the Fantastic Mr. Fox critters were, like putting a play on you know like the beginning of zootopia when they put on that little play yeah they were the ones actually doing all the nursery rides yeah that would be that'd be pretty cool kind of funny um what are we talking about agnes agnes i just want more agnes yeah it is it is kind of she does get a couple moments later but yeah she she gets part of the kp unit hey spoilers um okay all righty that's all i got yeah so Join us next time for minute 53, in which uh, some emotional baggage will be claimed. Or on our deposited. Ro- deposited. What, in, in airport terminology, what is emotional baggage? I mean, you don't claim emotional baggage, you lose it. 
Or like you try and So Fox or... is going to the stage and we're like, You guys lost my emotional baggage. He's like, I want it back. I don't think that no, that doesn't <laughs> seem right. I'm trying to think of how this would work. Because like you have emotional baggage and you're trying to hide it. I guess it'd be like packing so it's, something. I guess like checking your baggage, like, yep, this is what I have. Like here it is. Yeah. I'm conscious of it now. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And then later later you can claim it. Yep. Okay. So he's checking his emotional baggage in at the airport. Luckily, the first two bags fly free. Only on a couple airlines, Tyler. Uh, Most do not. Or or I guess in this analogy, they wouldn't fly free. Like, they would come at a cost. Exactly. They're coming <laughs> at a huge cost. <laughs> okay, so join us next time for Minute 53, where Mr. Fox will check his emotional baggage at a huge cost. Let's say $200. Eh. <laughs> um, if you want to follow us on the internet... You can find us on the Twitter at Amateur Nerds. Or you can follow me personally at Tyler Booty. That's at T-Y-L-E-R-B-O-U-D-Y. Or you can email us with your thoughts and questions about future minutes at AmateurNerdsPresent at gmail.com. Or you can rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or other podcast listening sites. Yeah, holler at us for 2019. We're maybe going to try having some fun in the new year. I don't know. This is news to me. We're going to have fun we're gonna keep going yeah no we're gonna what we got 35 episodes left so get ready folks yeah it's gonna be a wild ride yeah but not the wilder ride that's a different that's movie a by minute podcast different movies by minute podcast all right you've um, been listening to fantastic minute hope, i've been tyler boudreau i've been condra i hope you all have a fantastic new year 2019 gonna be lit And I hope you have a fantastic day. Fantastic.